welcome back to the Riders Podcast. This episode, we sat down with Jamal Anderson and shared his journey and experiences of time with the Riders before departing to play a couple of seasons elsewhere, playing overseas and competing in the Commonwealth Games for England this summer. Jamal rejoined the team ahead of Basketball Champions League action coming up soon for the Leicester Riders, and he shared his thoughts and opinions on the competition and what he's looking forward to this season. As always, check us out at Riders Beeble. Let us know your thoughts on the podcast and who you would like to see us sit down with next. And if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to drop us a rating and a review with your thoughts on this episode. Hope you enjoy our conversation with Jamel Anderson. So Jamel, welcome. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to sit down and do a podcast. Uh, Hopefully, as I said a little bit before we went, press record on this. I hope we delve in a little bit about your journey. Obviously, spent some time with the riders before bouncing out to to play overseas for a little bit and then coming back this season ahead of Champions League. So do you want to just start and take the fans right back, um, explain a little bit about where you're from and and how you started playing basketball? Far back. Um, All the way back. The beginning was just playing in my back garden, I guess. Um, You know, I didn't really have any direction, just go out and play every now and then. My mum put a hoop up for me, so that was kind of cool. And then... Never really touched a ball again until I was about 15. Um, I saw a lot of people played it in the playground at school. I thought it was kind of cool for us to watch, not play. Um, and then there was a tryout posted in the hallway um, for like a new team. I thought, yeah, give it a shot. You know, it might be fun. So I stayed after school for my first session. You know, like didn't know what a layup was, didn't know what a jump shot was. I had no idea what any of these terms were. Um, yeah, I just fell in love with it. I just literally never looked back from that point there. It was like, this is what I like. This is what I want to do. Um, my coach told me, you know, if you can learn to dribble with your left hand, you know, you'd be a pretty good player. And that's what he told me, like, the second session. So literally for a whole year, <laughs> that's all I was focused on. Um, not knowing that I was actually getting better in all the other areas as well. Um, and yeah, that, that's how it all started, really, at school. Nice. And how did it sort of transition from playing school basketball and just kind of being part of that school team into something that became a little bit more serious and going through? Yeah, I guess um, there was a coach in Nottingham called Curtis Xavier. Um, I didn't know him at the time, but he was very well known. Um, we did a lot of Adidas basketball camps back then. Um, and he was, you know, well known as a great coach, especially like in terms of making players better individually. Um, so I was at a game for school, I think it was like a final, which I'm pretty sure we won. And he came up to me after the game, you know, introduced himself to me, he said, I'm ex, you know, everyone around here, they're all my kids, um, you know, a lot of these guys are my players and I'd like you to come down to the training sessions. So, you know, obviously I was kind of hyped about it. I'd never really thought about playing outside of school really until that point. Um, and then I started playing with Curtis um, and it just kind of evolved from there where I started to understand, you know, the leagues and really start to pick up, you know, English basketball. And then from there, how did sort of transition out of, you know, it was South North College, mm-hmm. right, in the academy base there, um, transitioning from there to playing away from Nottingham, moving away from home, um, sort of taking basketball more seriously? Yeah, so I think when I was playing for South Nottingham College, um, a lot of my focus was improving as a player, um, growing, maturing as a player and as a person. Um, Curtis really took everybody under their wing um, in terms of all the youth guys and 
really tried to explain to us about acting professional at a young age. So my mindset was already that even though I wasn't being paid, I was living as a pro, eating, sleeping, resting, training as a pro. Um, I think from playing at South Nottingham College, there was an invite for an under-20s GB camp. Um, you know, going into that, people were telling me, like, you've got no chance of getting picked. You know, like, the 12s already been picked. Even though I didn't say it, I was, like, outwardly, inside, I still thought, you know, I had a chance. Um, but outwardly, I'd say, yeah, you know, they've probably got their 12 and, you know, there's no chance of us getting picked or anything like that. And there was probably a group of five of us, I think, that were going from Curtis's um, team. So we all went to this camp in Birmingham. You know, it was an amazing experience. I was around probably 100 players. Um, and as the day went on, I just kept working hard, literally just, you know, doing what I, I've always done, played hard defence, tried to get to the room as much as I could, um, tried to lead with energy. Um, by the end of the day, you have meetings with the coaches and they said, you know, we want to bring you back. Couldn't believe it. Like, I was just in a state of shock because I felt like I had a, you know, a pretty good day, but, you know, I was playing Division Three basketball, I think, at that. Um, you know, I wasn't some, you know, amazing scorer or anything like that. You know, I'd been told that I was talented and had a lot of potential, but I think that was the first time ever where I was recognised by someone other than my coach. And it was a big jump going from Division Three basketball to GB stuff because it was just another level. Like, the camp was three days for, like, two and a half weeks. And I'd just never seen anything like it. You know, plays, so many plays, so many different offences, so many different defences. And it was all new to me, but I was so thankful to be there that I just kind of took it all in my stride. I was like, this is just how it's going to be. And just got on with it. Um, and that was that was my first step into international basketball. Nice. And then that transitioned into what was the Essex programme um, from there? Yeah. Explain that transition. Yeah, so the coach for the under-20s um, team was actually starting a BBL team. Um, and he approached at the end of GB and said, I'm going to call you soon and we're going to talk about next season. In my mind, I was going back to Nottingham. I didn't even know about this Essex Pirates team that he was developing. Um, he called me and said, look, there's an opportunity to come play in the BBL. It would be great. I'm going to have a, a lot of young guys like yourself, um, Colin Singh, um, Zach Gachette, Miles Hessen came in the second year, I believe. Um, so, you know, we were, build, we were trying to build a, a young team um, in the BBL. And it was tough. Like, we did not win. Like, I think we won like three games in one year. Um, and that was just, you know, it was a pounding mentally more than physically. Um, but I'm thankful for all the lessons I learned playing in Essex. Nice. And then from Essex was obviously a jump up to to Leicester and joining the Riders program, and yeah. then studying at Loughborough as well alongside that. Mm -hmm. um, so what was what was appealing to to make that jump um, up to Leicester? What, how did that how did that happen? Um, talk us through that. It's kind of interesting, actually. I don't really. This might be the first time I've ever said this on like a microphone before, but I had a scholarship offer to Stonebrook University. Um, so at the end of the second year of the Essex Pirates, in the summer, finished GB, and I got this call. It's actually from my dad first to begin with, and he said that somebody contacted him from a school. So anyway, we got talking, and they offered me a full scholarship. 
Like they were like, yeah, you know, we really want to bring you in. You've played at a high level. We think that would be great for our team and our setup. We just lost somebody in your spot. Like he graduated, so it'd be great if you could come in. So I'm pretty much packing my suitcases at this point, like you know, waiting for this for this call to tell me when I'm leaving. Um, but obviously, because I played BBL, I had to get N, uh, NCAA clearinghouse to clear me um, as a non-professional. So it was all fine. It was all good. There was just a few things that needed to be sorted for me to leave that required my coaching staff from Essex to, um, to fill out some information. Um, you know, long story short, that part of um, the situation didn't get sorted. It was now... I think it was coming close to September at this point and the clearing house was still like, we're waiting on your details and the um, Stonybrook coach was like, what's going on? You know, we're waiting to get everything sorted. Um, and Lester called me. Um, I think they would spoken to a coach that I knew and, you know, he told Lester that, you know, I was struggling to get this whole situation sorted out. And they said, look, you can come play for us. We've got a situation for you. We've got Loughborough University. You can get your degree here for free. Um, and, you know, if you sort things out with the American team and that all gets resolved, you know, we're not going to hold you back. So to me at that time, that was an amazing opportunity that they offered me. You know, they were saying, that we'll bring you in. And if you can sort out the Stonybrook University thing, we'll let you go. I couldn't say no to an opportunity like that. Obviously, I knew how good Rob was as a coach. And I knew that the program was growing. And obviously, I knew of Loughborough University. Um, so yeah, so I came on board and again, just never really looked back to be honest. As soon as I was here, I just felt so comfortable. Um, I felt like I was out of my depth, which I like. I like to be surrounded by players that I think are a lot better than me because I know that by the end of it, it's going to bring my level up. Um, and to be honest with you, that's how it's always been. So yeah, that was an exciting start to Leicester. Nice. And how was that, that first thing coming in? You were kind of part of that team that was had the success for the first time in a lot of years of the club history. Yeah. Um, you know, gone back, it's been a while since anyone had run silverware here. Obviously, Rob had built something. Russell, the Loughborough program, was helping. Um, what were those years like coming in, you know, making finals and then transitioning that into winning silverware? Yeah, like our first year when we made the playoff final, that was huge. I'm pretty sure we came second. You know, it's been, what, Eight years now so don't quote me on that but you know going to the playoff final in my first year of playing here was just like incredible um, and I think we had an underdog mentality that season we had some great players um, Cameron Rundles Aaron Hardy um, Brett you know we had a, a real deep team but nobody talked about us nobody gave us any credit um, and we kind of enjoyed that and we kind of was like, all right, well, let's show them what we're about. And we made it all the way to the playoff final. And, you know, we came up short, but it was what we needed. And then obviously winning three trophies in one year after that, it was like, it was just oh, incredible, man. Incredible. All the work that we put in paid off. And the team gelled in a way that when we were on the court, it was hard to come up against. Um, and yeah, I think that was definitely the beginning of obviously some really great things for the club. Um, and you know, even when I've not been here, they've been so successful. Um, so yeah, it was, it was awesome to be part of that.
Nice. And obviously, throughout that time, studying and, and playing oh, at Loughborough and competing shit. at Bucks, how was the studying part Studio, and the balance man. in that? And obviously, the support here to make that happen. Studio. And then, how was the, the kind of playing with Mark and playing in Bucks type of thing? Yeah, studying. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, man. That, like, man, like, I remember my dad said to me when I was doing he says, get a degree to prove that you're capable of getting a degree. You know, like, once you've got that piece of paper, no one can take it away from you. He was so right because it's like to be able to play basketball professionally and go to training every day and go to books training, go to books games and get a degree is tough. It's doable, but it's tough. And I feel like the feeling you get when it's all done and you just now just play basketball, it's incredible. Like, I can't remember what I did to celebrate. I think I went and bought an Xbox or something. I was just so hyped about like achieving what I'd done. Um, and it wasn't just on me, you know, like the staff at Loughborough College from day one, from day one when I first arrived till when I finished were just incredible. Like, so helpful. Emails, phone calls, meetings, you know, like helping me study, helping me to organize how I'm going to study, when I'm going to study. It was just, it was, it was great, you know, like when you're putting in that amount of effort to, to, to pass your degree, and then the people that work there are giving that back to you. It just makes it much easier. Um, but yeah, there were some times, man, like on a bus up to Glasgow and I'm sitting at the front of the bus with my laptop out doing work, you know? Like, I remember those times and I just think, yeah, it was all worth it. I think if you're in this country and you're playing and you're not getting a degree, I think you're missing out. I think it's so, it's so uh, doable. It's like, there's not really an excuse not to do it. Um, especially if you come somewhere like this because they understand elite athletes from a sense that he's going to be tired on Monday. So you know what? I'm not going to give him a hard time on Monday morning. You know what I mean? I'm going to speak to him in a way like, okay, Wednesday, come and see me. You know, because there's some things I want to go over with you. Or, you know, if I message the teacher and say, look, we don't get back till 4 a.m. on Monday and we've got a class at 9 a.m., They'll say, you know what, I really need you in this class this time. So, all right, cool. And then if it happens again, you know what, you can miss this class, it's fine, because I'll just put the online lecture on. Things like that. It's just it's just a great relationship. Um, but, yeah, having that degree, having all those trophies alongside it, it's just a period of my life that I'll just never forget. Nice. So then talk about the transition out of that. So moving on, um, heading up, play Cheshire for a season um, before then going overseas. Yeah, um, you know, I, I like to grow and I like to put myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable. Um, don't know why, don't know where it's come from, but I just, I need it. So leaving, never planned where I was going. I just knew that I needed to change the environment. Um, and doing that, taught me a lot, taught me a lot about myself, taught me a lot about the riders, to be honest. You know, being in a different program can make you look back at where you were and think, right, well, that was great and that wasn't so good. And You know what I mean? Comparing the two. Um, so, yeah, I learned a lot in Cheshire, you know, um, and from a personal standpoint, made huge steps um, on and off the court. Then, you know, the opportunity to go play in Australia was just, I mean, again, it's just, I just feel so thankful, man. Like, I really am. Um, you know, experiences like that, you, you can't even buy them. You know, we go to, I go to Australia, 
Um, takes me like two days to get there. <laughs> but the whole way there, I'm smiling. I'm just like, I can't believe this is actually happening. It's just things like that. You, you don't really see them coming. Um, and I, I literally, over that 30 hours of traveling, I was thinking about all the things that had got me to that point and just being like, all those obstacles, all those things that went wrong led me to this point. Yeah, you know traveling I mean? really does open your mind for that stuff, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. He's just sat there in his plane, just zoning out, thinking about your life. And I literally just came to me like, yeah, I'm so happy that all those bad things happened or all those difficult times happened because it prepared me for this. Um, even just a sense of, you know, before Leicester, there was times where, you know, I was living in, in some really bad, you know, um, accommodation uh, with basketball and, you know, some really bad situations. And it just makes you appreciate things more. When I got to Australia, the staff was so welcoming. They took me to my apartment. It was incredible. And they were like, is this all right? <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, because like, they don't know where I've come from. Like, they don't know what situations I've been in. Obviously, coming from Leicester the year before, no problems, fine. Um, but, you know, there's been times in the past where I've, you know, not had degrees at times. And I think Australia was just awesome from day one it was awesome we played the day after i got there you know like dying on the court literally can't breathe i'm just not used to the humidity and the heat um but deep down knowing like this is still amazing you know what i mean and then winning you know we won we won the playoffs i think i had like 20 odd points in one of the playoff games locking up guys it was great it was just i i like I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, it's just, you work so hard with a group of guys and then to get rewarded with the trophy, tears. Literally, I was tearing up before the game was finished. You know what I mean? Like, it just meant that much. Um, and, you know, I didn't go, even though Australia, in a sense, was a short season, you know, very like, what's the word? Like, you know, living in like a paradise or whatever else. I treated it as if it was the season. So I was, or, my off season, to be honest, you know, like training every day, pushing myself in the gym, eating right, doing skills individuals, like doing everything I could to get better whilst playing. Um, it's just amazing. Yeah, really, really, I've got no regrets at all. I'll show you. Nice. And then that led into to playing in Spain, so mm -hmm. another overseas experience and a very uh, different experience, I imagine, from Australia too. Yeah. Um, again, at the end of Australia, there were a lot of situations that were offered, um, a lot of teams, a lot of places I could have gone where, I don't know how to put it, but like it would have been comfortable. It would have been, you know, I know this environment or, oh, I know that coach or I know those guys on that team. But again, I just kind of felt, especially coming off the back of Australia, I was just like, I don't want to do that yet. I'm not ready for that. I just still want to be pushed. I still want to be in different environments around different people and really grow. Um, so Spain came up um, and I took the opportunity um, in the Rhoda and had no idea what I was getting myself in for at all. I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell you at the time. And I know, you know, one coach would say, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And the team says, we're going to do this, you need to live here, and you need to be like this. I know for a fact that it might not be that way. You know, a lot of, you can say all those things, and then a lot of the time it doesn't turn out that way. So whatever they told me just kind of went one in and came out the other. They said, you know, when I get there, that's what's going to happen. And I got here, and it was fine. You know, like, there were a 
whole bunch of different players from around Spain, two Americans, um, a guy from Chad, I think, was on the team. And it was great. Um, we were a low-budget team. We were, again, massive underdogs. Just They just got promoted into Lev Silver that year. So, you know, their goals was to not get relegated, basically. <laughs> that was their goals. Um, by Christmas, we were top of the league, going to the cup final, smacked Granada at home, which was like the biggest budget team. You know, they're in Lev Gold now. Um, and just flying. And, you know, when I look down the team and the roster, I just think, you wouldn't expect it on paper, but if you were around us every day, you'd get why we did that, why we did that well. Because um, we didn't have anything. And I feel like that's why the team was so good. We didn't have any fancy gym or, you know, I, our arena was just really, it was actually, it was actually um, the, the league was telling the team, listen, we've got to this date to change the floor and bring in rolling baskets because we have the baskets to come down from the roof. So we were hearing these rumors all season thinking, we're going to get shut down and everyone's going to go home next week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eventually, they did get the new floor put in and the new baskets, which was great. But we had already, you know, fought our way to the top by that point. So, yeah, I went to the cup final. You know, again, it's another experience that you can't pay for. I can say that I went to a cup final in Spain, in Lepsilver, and we lost in overtime. You know, like, so close, so close to success. Um, but I don't judge things by, you know, the results. That's an experience that I can, no one can take away from me now. Top of the league, tied top of the league. Fortunately, we lost an aggregate to that team. So they went up straight away without them to go to the playoffs. And then I went to the Commonwealth. So I left for a month. You know, Lorado were amazing <laughs> for allowing that to happen, you know. Plenty of teams didn't, plenty of teams wouldn't allow their players to leave for four weeks um, for, you know, anything really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's health-related, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, uh, when I left, um, headed back to England, met with the team, and we flew out to the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, so, Commonwealth's obviously an incredible experience, I'm sure, but talk about that, like, you know, making that squad, being you know senior guy in that team, one of the older guys in a, in the national team setup now, um, although some veteran guys in that team as well. Mm -hmm. How was how was the competition? How was the environment in the Gold Coast and the experiences there? Um, so in terms of an experience, like regardless of the basketball, for anyone going to Australia is incredible. Like it's just such an amazing country. Going there as a Commonwealth athlete, it's just another level. Um, you're surrounded again by high-level athletes from all different sports, high-level coaches, high-level just sporting staff from all different areas, you know. Um, it was amazing, like, absolutely amazing. I think um, better than I expected, I think. Um, and I didn't know what to expect. So... Yeah, amazing. I think my family, for them, it was a huge milestone. Um, you know, growing up watching athletics, obviously I used to do athletics, most of my family did. So to see me go to the Commonwealth Games for me, myself and my family was huge. Um, you know, my grandma being able to watch it on TV and stuff was just incredible. From a basketball standpoint, you know, 
hand on my heart, to be honest, I'm disappointed. I feel like we should have done better. I feel like the way we went about how we did things didn't work. So that's not me sitting here saying the way the coach coached was wrong or the way we prepared was wrong. I'm not talking about right and wrong. I'm talking about we didn't reach our potential. So something was wrong. I don't know what. <laughs> but, you know, um, that's my, that's what I'm disappointed in with that trip. And it kind of looms over a little bit when I think about that time. Um, but what overshadows that for me is how amazing the women's did. Obviously, you know, my partner being in the other team, I had a lot invested in that team. But a lot of friends on that team as well, people that I grew up with. So to watch them win a silver medal, it literally brought tears to me. Like, I was like, this is incredible. Um, still sore, obviously, because I was thinking, you know, like quite easily could have been us. Um, but yeah, amazing for them. And I don't think personally they get enough credit for what they do. So it's all about winning team, obviously. Big viral moment whilst you're out there proposing. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's on the record, congratulations. Yeah, thanks, um, man. But obviously incredible to see you knowing knowing you're in Georgia. But yeah, what what was that like? And then the reaction from all across the world <laughs> the next few days. Yeah, that was like, I planned that kind of. I planned to get engaged when I was in Spain. Um, you know, being away from Georgia a lot. You know, they say that being away from someone brings you closer to them, and it really does. Um, obviously, we both play basketball. We both met through basketball. And I just thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'd like to do it, you know, with a relationship to basketball. So I knew I was going to do it at the Commonwealth. I didn't know when. I'd ask a few friends that live out there, and I asked a few friends that live here when they think I should do it, just to get some ideas. Um, and, yeah, the day before that game, I was just like, I'm just gonna do it here. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it on the court. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Let's just do it. Um, and yeah, after the game, I had the ring. We were in the little huddle after the game, and I said, "Look, guys, I'm gonna propose to Georgia." And I was like, "Calm down. I like, don't let her. Don't let her know. She stood right there." Um, and that wasn't planned, actually. Did you know that? So that wasn't planned. So my plan, so to speak, was I told Georgia we had a photo. After the game, I said, does somebody want to take a photo? So she believed that. And then after the game, I was like, come on, let's go, come down. She came down. And then while I was in the group telling everyone what was going to happen, I was like, okay. And she was like stood outside the group. And I was thinking, I'm not just going to walk out. I was like, all right, everyone, hands in. Team on three, one, two, three, team. And then that whole them opening up the way they did was just pure chance. Like, <laughs> there was no planning involved in that. So that was so cool. Yeah, I just think... You know, like, her reaction said it all for me, really. Like, I was always worried the whole time that she knew or, like, I had said something or maybe she'd seen something. I remember there was a few times I had rings on my phone, the photos, and um, I must have been looking for something and she was sat next to me. And as I slid up, the ring came up and I looked at her and she kind of looked away. So I was thinking, did she just see that? I was thinking, no, surely not. But she told me, that obviously, after she had no idea. And her reaction probably told you that too. <laughs> Just froze. <laughs> <laughs> what was the reaction like from the general public? Because obviously it was, a, it was a kind of pushed out as a moment within the Commonwealth Games and something that sort of hadn't, wasn't, you know, it's not a common thing to happen. <laughs> no, I guess um, not. And definitely got, you know, captivated some some people across the world. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that was actually supposed to be the the quiet version because I knew like some media guys out there and I got their opinion on what I should do. And they were asking me like, come on, man, we'll do an interview and you can do it live on TV. It'd be amazing. And I was like, mm, nah, like that's too, that's too loud. You know, I don't want it to blow up like that. Just keep it, keep it chill. That failed. That failed so bad, JP. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So literally, no joke, for the next like week, my phone did not stop. Because obviously you get tagged in things as well. So it's not even necessarily people messaging you. It's just tag, 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 tag. Man, it was everywhere, bro. Like, I got family in Trinidad <laughs> calling me and saying, you're on the news, you're on the news. I'm like, jeez. So, yeah, it was cool. You know, like, a moment like that, you don't ever want to forget. We just don't have a choice now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely a decent number of pictures and video yeah. clips out there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so then coming coming off the back of Commonwealth and going into the summer, um, obviously riders had a, had a great year again. Um, back in England whilst you were in Spain and talk about that you know the Champions League stuff is something that's loomed around the club for you know the last two or three years probably since we built the arena you know Kevin, Russell, Rob um, we've all been quite vocal that we wanted to do it mm. um, then you know there was kind of that let's do it moment and obviously you coming back so talk a little bit about coming back to the club you know and then you know ahead of the challenge that is Champions League qualifiers coming up and then, you know, win or lose competing in Europe, you know, this season with the Riders. Yeah, I mean, first of all, like, it what that was being talked about when I was here. Yeah. Um, and it was something that was just like one of those like distant dreams. Like, oh, imagine, imagine if we did that. <laughs> imagine if we played in that. Imagine it'd be amazing. It's happening. It's here. It's now. It's like, oh my gosh, they've done it. Um, and I know, you know, hats off to the guys, even yourself, you know, in the back office that's making all that happen. Because when they were talking about it back then, the reason it was such a distant dream was because of how much you had to do to make yeah, it happen. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just a case of, okay, here's some money, we're in, let's go. <laughs> you know, like, so you know more than I do, so much goes into yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely a process working working with FIBA. And yeah, credit to FIBA, they've been incredible supporting us as a, as a new club in the competition. And you know, especially coming from a league that hasn't had a European team for a few years and yeah. trying to help us through, you know, the many processes that are needed and, yeah. and things that need to be done to try and get us ready off the court. It is coming <laughs> and yeah. hopefully the beginning of something. It's here, man. It's here. I mean, like even just the finer details, you know, that you guys have to get done. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, Russell called me, you know, we spoke, uh, we talked about the season coming up. At that point, he wasn't sure whether you were going to be in the Champions League or not. Um, and even when I spoke to Rob, I still don't think it was confirmed or not at that point. No, we are still getting things together, I think. I was already set. Like, I was already like, no, I actually want, I really want to come back. Um, especially after speaking with Rob and hearing, or not necessarily hearing, but seeing, uh, hearing our relationship is still the same. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, nothing had changed. Um, still a lot of res mutual respect between us two. Um, and he had a huge impact on me as a player in those six years I was here before. So I got a lot of respect for Rob on and off the court. Um, so, yeah, after speaking with Rob and, you know, ironing out details with, with Russell, I was set. You know, I spoke with Georgia. Obviously, she's my fiance now. <laughs> so even more now, you know, i got to speak with Georgia. Um, but, yeah, it was... 
it was an opportunity that I couldn't turn down. Um, and I think that was important for me at this time in my career. Nice. And then talk a little bit about what you're looking forward to. And then obviously the, the challenges of a player, you know, you're someone like me knowing you for another years now mm. is always keen to play, but adding that extra game in on a Wednesday, the toll that the travel is going to take on your body, like how are you trying to prepare for you know a very busy season? Well, I love it, man. I think probably everyone in the team does. You know, you want that's what that's what you want to do. You want to just keep playing. You know, like training five days and then playing one game. Training five days, playing one game. Yeah, it's cool. Sorry, but this is sick. Like training a couple of days, fly here, be that team, come home, train a couple of days, drive here, play that team. That's like oh, there's just no better. I'm so excited about that. Like that's that's great to me. Um, it, it just no, it's not something that I've got, you know, any worries about or like, oh, I wonder how that's going. No, let's go. Let's play. Like 100%, let's do it. Um, you know, and whatever happens, happens. If my body starts feeling a certain way, I'll deal with it. You know, if i got an ice bath every day, I, that's what you got to do. Um, but I love basketball. So to be able to play potentially three times a week sometimes, yeah, let's do it. Like, what are we waiting for? Um, you know, this club provides everything you need to make sure that your body's in the best condition possible. Chiropractors, physio, ice baths, the weight, the power base that we have. Don is at, you know, almost every practice um, for massages. Rob knows how to rest players when you need rest. Like, there's no excuse. You know what I mean? And I don't think anyone's given any excuses um, because we all want to play and we all want to win. So, yeah, I'm excited. I really am. I think to be able to play in these Champions League, Euro Cup, with an English team, that's, again, something you can't buy. You know what I mean? That's something I can say I've done. And so many players that have come before me and a lot that will come after me may never have that opportunity. Thanks. Leave it there. Yeah. Champions League approaching soon. Um, good luck with preparations. And yeah, we'll catch up, no doubt, again later in the season. Appreciate it, bro.